Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. And today we're talking about why are you in such a rush to lose weight? You know, before we get into it, I want to tell you a quick story that kind of talks about this. And it's a story about a young kid who walks into a karate dojo and he goes up to the master and he goes, how long will it take me to get a black belt if I come in every week? And the, the karate master goes, it'll take you five years. And the kid goes, well, what if I come in twice a week? And the karate master goes, it'll take you 10 years. And the kid goes, what if I come in every single day? He goes, it'll take you 20 years. So the moral of this story is that when we focus so much on the outcome that we don't have any energy left to focus on how we're going to get there and the process we're using to get the results we want. And when it comes to weight loss, you are so fixated on losing the weight and you're so impatient and you're choosing such unsustainable strategies because of that impatience that you're not getting any of the results you want. You have been so impatient with your weight loss pretty much the entire time. And how have your results been? I am letting you know that your impatience is one of the core emotions you're consistently feeling when it comes to weight loss that is sabotaging you, that is ruining your results. So what is the alternative? The alternative is that you calm down and realize you can be patient because this is a, for, this is a forever process. You've got to shift your focus from getting to the goal weight to living at your goal weight. Because if you just think of getting to the goal weight as the finish line, you're missing the whole story. The point is not to get to your goal weight. The point is to live your life at your goal weight on your autopilot. You want to live the rest of your life as a thin, healthy person. And so that's a different goal than just wanting to lose the weight. And so there is no need to be impatient because you're going to be doing this for the rest of your life. So slow down and relax and start focusing on the process and what you're doing to get the results you want. So that you're not just doing extreme things that get you fast results, but you're looking to do things in a way that resonate with you and that work with you and that you can sustain long term so that you not only get to your goal weight, but that you're able to live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. And once you start thinking this way, you realize there is no rush. You're going to live your life and do what you're doing, but you can slowly, systematically, and strategically start changing the way that you're living and the way that you're eating so that you can start to slim down comfortably and naturally. And when it ultimately you get to your goal weight will be exciting, but the process can be fun starting right now if you start to approach it in this way. And again, the, the main thing you wanna be looking at is check your patience level. If you're impatient, why? What is your rush? How long have you been struggling with the weight? Let go of that because it clears your mind to think more strategically and more effectively. So I hope this helps you out. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I will do my best to answer them. Um, what are we at here? Just got here. Just got in. New week, Monday. Looking forward to it. Getting things back to normal. But how are all you doing? Because I know, where are we at? What are we into? January 22nd. Three weeks in? Three weeks into the new year? <laughs> where is everyone at with their weight loss? I always like to check in, you know, because it's, it's typical. Typical right now, people are already feeling like they're done with 2024. Um, and you can't let that happen. No way, no way. Uh, you're just getting started with the year. And so if you have started keto and stopped, if you started intermittent fasting and stopped, um, you know, th this is especially for you, right? Get, get in here and realize that it's not about being perfect with your weight mastery and with your eating. It's about being able to get back on track quickly when you make mistakes and you will make mistakes. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's about being able to course correct quickly and learn from the mistakes. 
Now, I will say that it's very difficult to do that when you're doing extreme things like keto or intermittent fasting or even Weight Watchers, you know, which doesn't seem like it's that extreme. Anytime we're making a drastic shift to our eating, or really any behavior that we consistently do, um, you, you'll get some forward steps, but there will be backward steps too. I, I don't know why this is such a crazy idea. <laughs> um, I think it comes down to the idea that people don't really understand how their brains work, but it really doesn't make much sense, does it, that you would just start on one day being a different person and then now you're just a different person who's never going to backslide, never going to do things the way you did in the old ways for 20, 30, 40 years, right? It doesn't make any sense, and yet people kind of intuitively think that's how it's going to be. Um, but it's not, <laughs> which is okay, too. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, Astrid says, hi, Jim, back to normal. Oh, that's awesome. Nice job, Astrid. And, and Astrid, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, you just wrote it out, right? Astrid's a great example. She's in the program we were coaching last week, and she had a down week. And um, instead of avoiding it or being scared of it, she was just present with it. And we looked for ways to make it better. And she didn't feel great instantly, but she felt better. And that better turned into feeling good. And that good, now we're back to normal. But the difference is that in let, instead of letting that play out for weeks or months, it played out over a couple days. And so now she's right back on track. This is what I'm trying to say. When you orient towards consistency over intensity, you're going to get much better results because it's impossible to be intense consistently right out the gate. You're not, I don't know. You tell me it's very difficult to just be like, okay, no carbs, zero carbs. And now I'm just going to be intense like that for six months. Right. It's just, it's such a overwhelming thing to do that has been normalized as, as just a typical normal way you lose weight that, you know, people can't even see it anymore. So anyways, great job, Astra. It's great. What's up, Don? I'm great. Going strong. That's great. Ah, Vicky. I have not extreme. Okay, fair enough. Um, it's extreme for most people, though, Vicky. It, it's it's an extreme thing. I was thinking about this today. It's an extreme thing for most people to double their not eating time. So I'm not saying it's extreme like physically, although physically, again, everything's relative. You know, so if you lived out in nature, if I go out to someone who lives in the wild their whole lives and I say, hey, intermittent fasting, well, it ain't extreme to them. But if you've been living in America or England and you've been eating three square meals a day your entire life, plus snacking all in between them your entire life, if you've never known what it's like to be hungry, I never knew what it was like. I never went. I never went more than 12 hours without eating. Certainly never went 24. And so it's like to go from like eating literally 12, 16 hours a day, every other hour at least, to going to not eating 16. Yeah, Vicky says it's a lifestyle choice and you can work up to it. Absolutely, absolutely. But mo- a lot of people that are fasting jump right into it, 16 hours off, you know? And, and that's my thing. I believe I, I intermittent fast if, if doing 13 hours a day it, it qualifies. Um, so I believe that giving your break, your body a break from the eating is very, very helpful and I think beneficial. Um, but I also think that again, I don't know, I can't say it was every country, but certainly in America, people are very extreme, you know, so we can do this extreme thing where we're going to jump in, um, to all of a sudden 16 hours a day, it overwhelms people. They can't do it. Now they feel like a failure. So I'm speaking more to that point. Uh, what's up, Jody? How's it going? What's up, Lisa? How you doing? Uh, I see John over here wrote something. Chuck, how's it going? Slow and steady wins the race. Absolutely, absolutely. Um. 
Uh, hey, Jim, going well. 22 straight days of walking. Love it. Working on structure in my eating, trying new things. That is awesome, and I can't wait to talk about that. Someone told me losing weight was like unrolling a roll of paper towels. It takes a while to notice when your body is changing. I'm feeling far better in week three. Yeah, absolutely, John. That's part of what we have to do. You know, so much of what Program Yourself is built around is the concept of awareness, um, developing awareness really about your behaviors, about who you are, your emotions, um, how you feel. Because I will tell you, one of the more anticlimactic things that I noticed working with clients over 20 years, doing almost 6,000 private weight loss sessions, is that when you start living healthier, when you start losing weight, when you start eating healthier, living better, you think you would feel absolutely just over the moon better. And you don't. Because our, we experience life relatively, not absolutely. And so as you start to improve your eating, your lifestyle, your behaviors, and you start losing some weight, you think you just feel amazing, but it just feels like an incremental improvement. So I don't, I don't mean to bum you all out, but this is why in your head, you've got to deal with this because this actually is a part of what makes people so impatient. Our brain, there's a, something hardwired into us. It's a cognitive bias um, and it's called future discounting. We discount the future because we lived in an environment where the future wasn't that certain. So if I said, I'll give you a hundred bucks now or $150 in two years, you'll probably take the hundred dollars now, you see? So we're oriented to the short term now. So when it comes to weight loss, it's not emotionally that exciting. It doesn't feel exciting to slowly lose weight, to slowly make changes. What's exciting is doing big drastic things you know, that, that are going to make these huge changes all of a sudden. Cause now our brain says, holy shit. If I don't eat for 16 hours, if I stop eating carbs, if I just eat 1200 calories, so just something intense, I work out every day for an hour. If I do something intense, I'm going to get fast results. And that's exciting to me, but it's an illusion because usually what happens, you can't keep that up. And usually what happens is you overwhelm yourself and stop within a couple of days before you get any results. And, and in that short term, the results you get are all shitty ones. <laughs> if you're working out a lot, you get sore, you get tired, you get exhausted, you might injure yourself. If it's just a food-based one, you stress yourself out, you overwhelm yourself, you don't know how to deal with your emotions, okay? So really what we're looking to do here is we're looking to take a step back and look at our weight loss and realize that we, you've been approaching your weight loss very emotionally, um, very non-strategically. Right? You're getting really upset about your weight and you're saying, okay, that's it. I got to do something extreme. Then you're doing one of those things. And we have to fight against that because yes, there's a lot of excitement about losing weight quickly. And what people do is they trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down, but it's still based on this excitement. We got to calm down and relax. And we need to realize, okay, I don't give a shit how fast I lose the weight. I want to do it one time and one time only. And the only way I can do that is by changing my mindset, my lifestyle, and the way that I eat long-term, set up for long-term so that I not only lose the weight, but I'm set up to live that way for the rest of my life. And so we almost have to override our emotions because our emotions want us to do drastic things to lose weight quickly, but that doesn't work well. So we almost have to work, you know, we have to retrain ourselves to some degree, how to think in a more accurate way to get the results you want. Um, but that's great, John, because yeah, you have to even pay attention to when you start walking every day. If you just think physically, you're going to feel like a brand new person, you're not. But if you pay attention to the mental, emotional, and potentially spiritual benefits you get out of starting to have a habit you're consistently doing, the consistency of walking every day, getting outside and breathing some fresh air, moving your body, getting more steps, that may help you eat better, 
and, and get other things back in, sign, in line. So we want to look at little benefits we get from things as well and blow them up, you know, really increase the value of them. So, so much about our awareness training is about recognizing the things we're doing and why we're doing them and changing them up to better behaviors. And the other thing is recognize once we do something better, eating wise, behaviorally, lifestyle wise, we want to boost the value of that because a lot of times our brain will miss because we're expecting to feel absolutely incredible and um, we don't. <laughs> and so we just have to, we have to recognize and enjoy the journey and, and, and really appreciate the small little things that are changing. So I hope you get that. And you're doing that, John. So great job. Great job of that. Let's see. If I have any questions, feel free to write those in. It's about building a life you can be consistent with, not just for weight loss. Yeah, absolutely, Don. Yeah, exactly. And you got to get bigger than just... So that's what I mean. Like, if you can make this bigger than just weight loss, all of a sudden walking... Like, like if, you, if all you care about is fast weight loss, walking isn't going to be very interesting to you, right? Because you're not going to burn... You can burn more calories running a treadmill right? Doing a stair stepper. I could do more. But what happens is it stresses you out and it's hard to do and it's uncomfortable and you get sore and you hate doing it. So the walking, if we can look at it more than just weight loss in the short term, we start to realize, no, we're weaving a new behavior into our life that changes who we are in a fundamental way. And so now you have you start to have this new habit. Even if you just walk for 10 minutes a day, right? That's not burning a lot of calories, but it's helping you in a lot of other ways. It's starting to create a new habit in your life. So if you start walking every day, 10 minutes now, you're going and doing something different than you used to do. You're going outside, you're getting fresh air, you're in the sun, you're feeling the wind on your skin, you're moving your body more, you're breathing more deeply, you're starting to think of yourself differently as you start getting into two, three, four weeks, four months of walking every day. You start to change your self-image. Now, all of these things cause you to tr typically make it a lot easier to make healthier food choices. You see, so it's not just about looking at calories. It's looking at the bigger picture and really supporting the person that we want to be. And so if you look at it this way, walking every day is a huge, huge thing to do because it starts to become an anchor in your day that anchors you to this healthy version of you. You see what I mean? So it's so much more than just looking at calories, right? There's this holistic benefit you get out of walking every day that far, far exceeds just the calories burned. So, so I, I think paying attention to that is really important. Please follow my page. Um, link between narcissistic abuse and weight gain self-sabotage because they don't want me to lose weight. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know about your specific situation, but I will say that everyone has their challenges when it comes to weight loss. And most people, I would say, pretty much everyone, unless you live completely by yourself, whatever relationships you're in are going to be impacted by your weight loss, okay? They're first going to be impacted by your change in behavior, right? So as you start to value choosing healthier food, living a healthier lifestyle, it's going to impact the relationships in your life, not necessarily in a positive way. If you used to stay up till two in the morning with your partner eating chips, and that's how you bonded and got rapport, and all of a sudden you change that behavior, it's going to throw a wrench into things. Okay, so that's one aspect. The other thing is that as you start to value health and start making healthier choices in your life, it's kind of like holding a mirror up to those people and start, starts to make them feel insecure and kind of upset. And so the easiest way to kind of get things back to normal is to just somehow get you off track. Okay, so these, these situations exist. And when they do, when you have someone who's not necessarily supporting you or they're actively working against you, you have got to consistently really reinforce your motivation. You know, because at the end of the day, you're in charge of your weight because you get to control what goes in your body and um, what you do with your life. So you're in control 
Um, but but those are real factors too. Like having people that are pulling against you makes it a lot harder. So, so there's no, we're not ignoring that. We're acknowledging it, but we're also acknowledging that regardless of the situation, no matter how negative they are, no matter how much they're trying to stop you, you still are in control, okay? But you've got to do more work on your motivation. You have got to consistently really be boosting up your motivation so it is rock solid, so you have a rock solid mindset, and you're not going to be 100% perfect with it. So again, having a strategy to learn from the mistakes that you make that so that they make you stronger that you know, and better um, is an important piece of that puzzle. But, you know, again, that that's pretty much everyone is going to have to deal with the relationship effects of choosing healthier foods, living healthier. Okay. Understand that. Um, I stopped eating sugar, nuts, and avocado. Lost six so far. Super. Super, Susie. Um, sugar, nuts. Is that sugar, nuts, and avocado, or is that sugar, nuts? Is that a thing? Because I don't know sugar, nuts. Um, link between narcissists. Yep, I just talked about that one. And... I'm obsessed with walking. Yeah, me too. I, 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 I you know what? I'm gonna take that back because, like, I'm, I'm the level below obsessed. Because if I was obsessed, I'd be doing it all the time. But it's been cold and it's kind of icy out, and so I'm just kind of avoiding it. The last couple, I would say, two weeks. But when it's you know even mildly, when I'm in a better place, I, I'll, I'll still walk. But yeah, I think walking is great. My, my indoor version of walking is yoga. You know, it's the same type of thing. I'm not burning any calories doing yoga. I do the most gentle yoga on the planet. I mean, it's basically me just sitting there. But that is an instrumental piece of my weight mastery puzzle. Not that it's burning calories, but it's it's connecting to me to my body. It's helping me calm down and relax. It's centering me. It's grounding me. And because I'm I'm got that regular grounding and calming influence in my life, it's making me more comfortable. All of those things it make it way easier to have more control over my eating. So you see, again, you you've got to take a step back and look at your weight loss more strategically. This, this is the big secret because you're trying to do, you're just trying to hit grand slams. You know what I mean? When it comes to your weight loss, you're just doing giant whacks at the ball, right? You're trying to like cut down to 1200 calories, stop eating for 16 hours. You're doing the big thing. I'm going to work out an hour every day. You're doing big things and you're not able to sustain them. Okay. So again, what we're looking to do here is do little things that accumulate into a, a tight knit web. 1% better every day. That's the philosophy of, of success. Not 100%. Not 100% tomorrow. That'll last a couple days. So, so it's a different thing. So great job, Don. But yeah, get obsessed with super. Um, they don't like when I look better. Um, so I self-sabotage. That's what I mean. Please follow my page. That's what I'm saying. We all have we all have these beliefs. And by the way, you ain't going to like this, folks. But if you're if you're not losing weight, I can almost guarantee it's because you don't want to lose weight. Like I almost guarantee it. Like every person, I've done over almost 6,000 private weight loss. I've been doing this for 20 years. I, I have not, I, I personally, and I'm not a doctor, so I'm not working with medical toll outliers, but I have never seen someone I've worked with who has changed up their lifestyle and their eating who has not lost weight. So to me, weight loss is almost always, I'm not saying there's not some outlier out there. You're probably not it. <laughs> if you're not losing weight, it's because you're not reducing your calories for long enough. So you're not reducing calories enough. You're not doing it long enough. Those two things. And so that's because you don't want to. You don't want to lose weight. You wish you'd lose weight. You wish you'd wake up today and just start eating better, but you don't really want to. You want to do what you do. And so most likely you, you wish you'd lose weight, but you want to keep eating the way you're eating and living the way you're living. And so until that changes, nothing's going to change. And so there's all sorts of reasons why we may want to um, be overweight. And here's one of them, right? When I start to look better, um, people start saying shitty things to me. They start being mean to me. And so I self-sabotage. I don't want that. Very common. 
I'm telling you, I, the, one of the most common things I see with women, they have some some shit in their past, perhaps, or they're just nervous about it from for, for whatever reason. They don't want to lose weight because they feel like now they're going to get more attention from men and from women. Sometimes they're different attentions, but they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with the the security potential risk of, of a man, and they don't want to deal with the attention from other women. They don't, they don't want it. I'm not saying this is you, but I'm saying you got to start thinking on this level because it's empowering. You know, it's nice to know that you're in control of your weight. And if you're not losing weight, it's probably because you don't, you don't really want to. You probably associate pain to losing weight, right? So you got to do something shitty you don't want to do. Um, even if you force yourself to do it for a while, you can't maintain it. So you're going to put the weight back on anyways. And so at this point, you're probably apathetic to the point that you can't even get yourself started on a plan, right? You think about weight loss 24 hours a day, but you can't get yourself to actually lose weight. How's that possible? It's because you don't really want to, but there's more to it than that. I'm not trying to simplify it so much. A part of that is because you don't really know how to either. You think you have these extreme things you hate doing. And so you say, fuck it. No carbs, you know, not eating most of the day. I don't want to do that. You know, and so we choose the food. But that's what I'm trying to tell you. There's a middle ground plan that no one ever talks about. And it's about weight mastery. It's about 1% a day getting better and better and better. You know? Um, John says, walking every day is sneaky effective. And my current rate is 146,000 calories a year burned. Wow. That's 43 pounds if my calories are at maintenance. Playing the absolute long game. Yeah. The loss of the all or nothing diet mindset has been a game changer. Yeah, folks. What he's talking about, you as a, if you're a typical diet or mindset person, you got an all or nothing mentality, right? You're either doing nothing, nothing about weight, exercise, anything at all, or you're just everything, you're doing everything perfect. Tracking every calorie, right? Exercise every day. Everything's perfect. That, that's a burnout method. Right, and, and you're gonna spend a couple days all and a couple months doing nothing. Isn't that what's happening? So what we need to do is we need to become all or something. You can be all sometimes, go get all excited and fired up and go do your shit, great, cool. But then when we catch on the rebound, let the rebound be something. Never give up completely. Always keep one foot in the game. That's why I want you anyways, because you're gonna find out it's the having one foot in the game consistently over a year that's gonna blow your fucking mind because <laughs> you have never done that. You've never done it. You only do like extreme attempts to do it. And when you kind of slow off, it's hard because at first you'll go, well, I'm never going to lose any weight. Yes, you will. There's a great quote, right? That people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate, drastically underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year with a slow, sustainable, intelligent plan that's created around you and it works for you. So it doesn't overwhelm you. you know what I mean? like it, it's so obvious when I say it out loud, but then you realize how you're actually approaching your weight loss. You're like, oh, I haven't done that. You know? So, um, yeah, John says, I laugh and cry at the sheer stupidity of my diet attempts. I get it, folks, and I get it. And I know hearing me sometimes, that's one of the hard parts is you start feeling so much regret. You're like, fuck, what have I been doing? Holy shit. You know, because I work with people, they're typically in their, on average, their 50s. Usually it starts around 40, 45, and it goes up to around 65, 70 is, is the average range of person I work with. And, and that's the typical thing. But we got to watch out for it too, because that regret can almost sabotage us. Where it's like, holy shit, why didn't I know this before? You know, because it's so obvious. Again, you're in a state of hypnosis. I, I can't explain any better to you. You're in a diet hypnosis. You're in a diet trance that the diet companies have put you in. It's been an entire life of conditioning from diet ads. You've seen millions of diet ads in your life, and they have caused you to think about weight loss in a very specific, ineffective way. So you can't even think outside of it, and you don't even realize you're doing it. And that's why I get on and do these podcasts every day because <laughs> it's like I'm trying to give you an alternate point of view so you can, because I know you're a smart, intelligent person. You just can't see, you can't read the outside of the pill bottle when you're inside it, 
right? And that's kind of what's going on. You can't even see how trapped you are with the diet mindset. So I get out here and try and talk about the weight mastery mindset as an, as a, as a counterpoint, as a contrast, because we always learn through contrast. And so then you can start to realize, oh, it's not me. It's not me. It's not that I'm a weak-willed person. It's not that I'm just overweight. It's not that I'm an overeater. It's not that I'm, I'm a shitty person. Who, you know what I mean? Like all these mean things you say to yourself. It's not that. It's that you've got no fucking strategy. Zero. Zero strategy. You got a, you got a row of tactics. Oh, I'm going to try and eat 1,200 calories. Oh, you know what? I'm going to try and get rid of all the refined carbs in my life forever. Oh, I'm going to stop eating for 16 hours. Whatever it is, it's this kind of like grand slam swing at it and, and you never can stick to it, right? And so the alternative, it just... It makes sense when you hear it, but you never get to hear it and you never heard it until, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I'm the only one out there saying this stuff because I know there are other people, but it's pretty rare. It's pretty rare. You know, you're always getting that diet mindset. Um, I do want to let everyone know if you're, if you're not in my world, go to my bio, click the link at the hypnosis session I give you. It's free. It's called the new thin me. It's a kickstart session. Um, and watch the training I give you. Uh, as soon as you sign in, I give it to you. It's three steps to master your weight. Really good training. It's about a half hour. It, it, it will reframe how you think about weight loss for sure. Um, and I email you every day. So again, all that stuff's for free. So you can go to my bio and click that and uh, go get that. Or you can go to Program Yourself Thin too, by the way. ProgramYourselfThin.com, all one word, no spaces. And um, you can get it through there as well. Um, <laughs> listening to you is my yoga. Yeah, for sure. That, that I... I model that you know for sure that's what i want you guys to listen to me have you heard of the book the obesity code um i feel like i have heard the obesity code i read so many books that my book memory has gotten gotten weird um oh i guess i have not read that one so i keep a digital brain and uh but i'm always looking for new books i'm really oh yeah but J, yeah fun okay um yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, I, yeah, that's a good book. Um, another wanted to ask, I've been chubby all my life, so when I lose weight, I get incredibly regretful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at you. I, I was just telling you that. <laughs> I told you that. Regret's another thing. Like, you gotta, you gotta, listen, if you wanna know, probably like the biggest thing that you have to deal with to lose weight long term is you have to be able to deal with your emotions more effectively. You know, the shitty emotions that you feel that you don't know how to handle, you need to learn how to handle those better. And the positive emotions you want to feel more of in your life, you need to learn how to feel those more. That That is so much of weight loss, weight mastery. Because we've been conditioned to use food as our main emotional management strategy. And so um, if you can't deal with your emotions genuinely, you'll almost, unless you found another way to deal with your emotions other than the food piece of it, um, which really kind of becomes like an addiction jumping thing, right? But we really want to get to uh, we want to get to a place where we can deal with our emotions, good and bad, in a more genuine way, and then that reduces the need to rely on the food. But but that's a huge part of it too. Um, but but yeah, the regret. We all got specific emotions we've got to get a handle on. For me, you know, I, I tell you this. Um, for those of you that know me, my dad died when I was nine. Um, he was fifty four, and that that was my big trauma. And uh, you know, for 10 years, I just had all this negative emotions, angry, depressed, pissed off, sad, all, all intense ass emotions that had no, no idea how to handle them. Um, what I knew how to do is I knew how to distract myself from them with, with food, alcohol, and crazy behavior. Okay. And so I don't think I ever would have been able to master my weight as I have if I had not learned how to be present with my emotions, how to influence them, 
and how to begin to take a, a, high, a much higher level of degree of control over them. You know, now, I know I control them 100%. Do you understand? But I have way more ability to influence them than I did in a genuine way. And so once you get to that point, the need to rely on the food for the emotional, because listen, you know, your main, the main reason you're struggling with your weight is because of emotional eating, right? Because if you didn't emotionally eat at all, you would only eat when your body needed nourishment, right? You'd approach eating like you would filling up the gas tank of your car, you know, but instead, you know, food has a lot to do with emotions and we never completely separate that. So I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying that, but I am saying that you're using food a lot to deal with a lot of your emotions. And so, so please follow my page, for example. Again, feeling regretful, that's an emotion that's going to prevent you from eating better. You know, so you need to get a, a natural, genuine handle on that. Um, one thing that changed everything for the better for me, how does this make my body feel? Yeah, great question. I love that, Hannah. I, I agree so much with that. Um, I, I always teach that to people. Again, there's three phases of eating behaviors, right? There's the anticipation and consumption and consequence. And in our, our entire lives, I mean, this is we've been the most conditioned generation ever in history, but by like by a factor of a million, but you have seen, you and I have seen tens, hundreds of millions of ads for food in our lives. I mean, it's like a thousand a day because <laughs> you don't take into account driving by, you know, fast food places. Just seeing the logos is an advertisement. So you don't even think of that anymore, right? I'm not talking about just commercials and jingles and people talking about those foods and your friends talking about it, but then driving by and walking to the supermarket and that, that's a thousand things, right? So it's like we've been so conditioned um, to think about the anticipation and consumption of food, but we rarely think about the consequence. And if we think about the consequences, that's this disassociated future, oh, I might put weight on. You know, the consequence you got to focus on, I think is probably what Hannah's starting to focus on here, is the f- consequence that five minutes follows after you finish eating, right? So, so I want to have some ice cream. And you're, you're, what you're initially, what you're primarily thinking about is getting it and then eating it. And that's really exciting. So it's driving the craving up. But if you think about and ask the question, how will I feel five minutes after I'm done with that ice cream? That's a grounding experience where all of a sudden you're like, ugh. And, and it's not just physically, physically, mentally, emotionally. How do you feel? Eh, physically, I feel kind of full. I feel a little bit phlegmy. Um, mentally and emotionally, I feel kind of down on myself. I feel frustrated. I feel like I, you know, now I delayed my success. I have kind of went off the wrong track again. I feel discouraged. I feel annoyed with myself, you know? And again, we're not bullshitting ourselves. These feelings are there. You're just ignoring them. And so, yes, the more you pay attention to how does this make my body feel? How does this make me feel as a person? You're quickly going to realize that a lot of these foods that you thought were so enjoyable... And they are in the moment, in that tiny little moment when you're eating them. But then the rest of the time, you're living in the consequences of them. And it's a consequence of an overweight body, an unhealthy body, an uncomfortable body, a tired body, you know? And, and so if we look at the big consequences that we're living in, all of a sudden you see things much more clearly. It's like putting a pair of glasses on and all of a sudden being able to see, you know? And this is the, this is the reality you're living so, you know, it's up to you how you want to do this. But again, it's not about what you're doing as a dieter is you keep, you don't change your mindset at all. You keep thinking about the same foods you love eating and you keep thinking about them the same way. You keep thinking about what it's like to get them. Think about every commercial is the food coming towards you. It's the anticipation of it, which is actually more enjoyable than the eating of it. If you don't realize that you have more wiring in your brain for anticipation than the pleasure of the food. So that it's the food coming at you, you looking forward to it and then you eating it. And that's how you're thinking about your, the food you're struggling with the most. And that's driving the cravings up. And you're trying to use willpower to fight against those enhanced cravings, those increased cravings. We don't want to do that. Instead, we want to start thinking about things differently so that we decrease the cravings at the source. 
Because when all of a sudden you say, uh, it is good. I, I do like the ice cream. It tastes good. But how do I feel five minutes after? Oh, yeah. Well, I got a whole lifetime experience. I always feel kind of deflated. It, it's kind of, I'm irritated with myself. I'm mad. If you want to lose weight, you feel frustrated. You feel like you took, a, you took an L. You know, it's like, oh, shit. You know, and that, that's a real part of it too. It's not about beating yourself up. It's just about being aware in a non-judgmental, neutral way of what the effect of it is on you. Because there's a real effect, a dramatic effect, physically, mentally, and emotionally, when you overeat all the sugar, the carbs, the bullshit. There's a real big effect. You just never pay attention to it. And as you start to pay attention to it, what happens is you naturally start to decrease the cravings for those foods. And that is a good, that, that's what you have to do to live at your goal weight. You, you cannot rely on willpower. You cannot fight against yourself forever. That, that's never going to work for you, okay? You've got to learn how to change your thinking. Um, when you genuinely pay attention to the way food makes you feel, you choose differently. That, that is, Hannah's dropping knowledge. That, that's absolutely true. Um, wait, please talk more about attention. Yeah, sure. Um, do you have a hypnosis series specifically for addressing the self-image? Uh, I do. I, I have a program called My New Self-Image um, that I, I used to, well, I mean, I, I have it. It's kind of old, though. It's like an audio program. I, I always want to redo that one because it's a really good program. Everything's your self-image. We always live up or down to our self-image. Your self-image is kind of like the subconscious thermostat. In, in weight, right, some people say, well, you know, is there a really a weight set point? You know, is that a real thing? I believe it is, but I think, and it is, there is a physical one. You, your body is built to be maintain homeostasis, right? So that's part of it. But the bigger thing that's controlling your weight set point is up here in the way that you identify yourself. If you identify as an overweight person, you are going to be an overweight person. If you identify as a thin, healthy person, you're going to be a thin, healthy person. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's like the, the self-image is ultimately the control panel of um, what your results are going to be. And no one's ever changing that. Because again, how do you explain it, folks? How do you explain when people lose weight and then put it back on? It wasn't their genetics, wasn't their plan, wasn't their willpower. They did it, they lost the weight, and then they put it back on, which is what 95% of people do that lose weight on a diet. And the numbers aren't much better for surgery, and we'll find about Ozempic. We'll find about all that bullshit. We'll see, you know? We already know once people go off to medicine, they put the weight back on. So why is that? I think there's a number of reasons, but I think the biggest core reason is that they have the self-image of an overweight person, the self-image of an overeater, of a sugar addict, of a carb addict, whatever you tell yourself and you believe. That's driving your weight more than anything. And so if your weight mastery approach, if your weight loss attempts have no concept or, or focus on your self-image and what's going on inside of you, I just don't know how you're going to get any good long-term results. I really don't. I really don't. So I think you got to value, you know, program yourself in an inside-out approach to weight mastery. I mean, do you not think that your mindset, the way you're thinking all day, the way you feel all day is going to impact your weight in the long term? I mean, how could you not, <laughs> you know? Like, look at your own behavior. What's the difference between you when you make the, the healthy choice and the unhealthy choice? Same you, same knowledge. You know what's healthy and what's not, so it's not that. What is it? It's your mood, right? It's the mood you're in. You're in a great mood. You're calm, relaxed. You're focused on your health. Everything's going great. It's way easier to choose a healthier food, right? But when you're in a shitty mood, right? When you're, fuck it, fuck it, I don't care. I don't give a shit, right? That, isn't that what you say right before you eat the food? Right? You get little mantras you say to yourself and you don't even realize it. You think you're, you're, you don't have a right plan. <laughs> you don't got the right mind. You don't got the right mind. That's way more important than the plan even. Um, 
please talk about why I not, might not want to subconsciously lose weight. I think it resonates. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, again, I, I, I think I find it, I find it very freeing and empowering to realize you, if you haven't lost weight, it's because you don't want to. I know some people get pissed off about that. I say this, I watch the live numbers drop down. People don't want to hear, if you're not losing weight, it's because you don't want to. God forbid, right? We got to keep the fucking bullshit illusion up that you really want to lose weight more than anything. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> if you don't believe me, I'll just ask you, what's your motivation to lose weight? On a scale of one to 10, how motivated are you to lose weight? Oh, I can hear you all saying 10, but let's let's see if that's true. Because what if, what if the person you love the most in your life was kidnapped and the kidnapper said, if you don't lose weight this month, you're never going to see this person again. And I'm going to put all your favorite foods around the house and you can't, you can't move them out of the way. Well, would you struggle to lose weight? No, you wouldn't. Why? Same you. Because you'd be focused on the goal and you'd be so serious and motivated that it wouldn't give a shit if all that food's around. You wouldn't, you wouldn't eat it. Now, this is an extreme example. I'm not saying this is real, but I'm just proving to the point that your main problem right now is you're not motivated, but you think you are. So, so what, you know what I mean? Like, and so if, if you're, if you're motivated to the top, if you're absolutely motivated to lose weight, and you're not losing weight, then what's the next logical conclusion that there's something wrong with me that I can't lose weight. There's something wrong. I, I can't lose weight. I want to lose weight more than anything in the world. I do everything I can to lose weight and I don't lose weight. Must be something wrong with me. You're walking around with that belief. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's not real. It's not real. It not, not, and again, if it is real, you let me know. You know what I mean? Like, like you, for real, like if you're that person, I don't want to hear... You know what I mean? Like what um, what other people you might know have struggled with. I want you tell me. Have you been eating right? You know what I mean? Have you doing the right things? And usually the answer is no. And usually it's because you're not really motivated. You know? So anyways, so we start with this idea that if I'm not losing weight, I'm not getting the results I want. It's probably because I don't really want them. And again, as I say, I'll, I'll give you a couple examples. If you're a woman, you may not want attention from men. Right? Maybe you've had creepy energy from men before when you were at, uh, close to your goal weight and you want to avoid that. You know? Maybe, um, you know, maybe you're a man. I, okay, I'm going to give you real ones, real ones that you wouldn't think of. You just don't think this way. But I had a guy and he goes, I don't want to lose weight. He goes, at work, they're going to expect more out of me if I, if I slim down. Now, is that true or not? I don't know. But it's true in his head, so it might as well be true. He didn't want to lose weight. This is a guy that invested a bunch of money, invested a bunch of money with me. You know, we got him on track and stuff, but we had to get these deep-seated beliefs out of the way because he was believing that if he lost weight, it was going to make work harder. Some women may not want to lose weight. They don't want to be intimate with their husbands. Some may, men don't want to lose weight. They, this isn't so much that they don't want to lose weight, but I'll tell you, a typical one for guys, in, the, in America anyways, is let, let's go before the weight loss happens, you got to start eating healthier. Right. And so for guys, all of a sudden you're going to go out and you're going to go out with your friends and you're not going to get the wings and the beers and all the bullshit. Well, how's that? How's that make you feel? Right. It's a, it's something you might have to deal with. You know, and again, I'm not saying these all affect you, but I'm saying start look on this level. What are some reasons I may not want to lose weight? What are some reasons I may be using the, the weight for in a positive way in my life? Because again, if I said, we did the kidnapper example there, right? But what if I said, I'll give you a million dollars at the end of the month if you lose some weight? Would you do better, do you think? Right. So again, you've got to, you're, you're, you're missing what the problem is. You think the problem is you don't know what to eat. And that's not the problem. The problem much more is that you're not motivated. That's the initial problem. There's more problems, <laughs> but that's the big one. You know, so again, yeah, there's a lot of reasons subconsciously we don't lose weight. I was going to do a series on them. I'm blanking on some of them now, but I got a list of them all that I've seen over the years. 
Um, and I was gonna make like a, like a wheel that I spin it and just go through all the different reasons people don't want to lose weight subconsciously. You know, I'll give you another one. I've had a number of clients uh, somewhere along in their lives, um, grandparents, aunts, uncles got sick, got cancer, got sick and lost a bunch of weight and then got really sick. And so they associate weight loss with being really sick. And so they don't want to lose weight because they don't want to look sick. Oh, another one. I, I don't want to lose weight because I don't want to deal with loose skin. So do you know what I'm saying? Like these are the, this is the level you got to start looking at if you really want to resolve you know, the subconscious stuff that's keeping you overweight. It's not as easy as like, oh, here's the diet plan, knock yourself out, which is what the entire weight loss industry is basically just saying, here's a plan, now go follow it, right? Everyone's telling you what to do and no one shows you how to get yourself to do it. And so, you know, you, you've got all these ideas of what you should do with almost zero ability to get yourself to actually do it and you're stuck and you're driving yourself crazy because if you're watching me, I know you're an overthinker and so you're constantly overthinking, why can't I follow the plan? Why can't I lose weight? Why can't I eat better? What's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? And, and you're getting all negative shit. Oh, because you're weak-willed. Oh, because you're lazy. Oh, because you don't care. You've always been overweight because you're a sugar addict. And that that is the mindset. This is the hypnosis you're doing to yourself that's keeping you overweight. And you don't even realize you're doing it. And when you change that, you get better results. You ask questions like, how can I easily lose weight? How can I start eating better? How can I improve my eating in a way that's comfortable and easy for me? You don't ask him those questions, <laughs> you know? So anyways, but it does start with, do I really want to lose weight? That's one of the core questions of program yourself denim. And I've asked myself this a million times. Do I even want to lose weight? You, you can't assume you want to lose weight. I'm telling you, it's the biggest mistake I bet you're making. If you're not currently losing weight, I can almost guarantee it's because you don't want to. And I want you to ask yourself the question, do I even want to lose weight? I'd like to be thin. I'd like to lose weight. Like if it magically could happen, do I really want to lose weight? Do I really want to be a thin, healthy person in my life? I bet you don't as much as you think you do, you know? But, and again, it's not a judgment. It's just, it's just like, let's diagnose the problem accurately. Because if you're misdiagnosing the problem, how are you going to come up with an answer? The appropriate answer. Um, I canceled my doctor's appointment to get Manjuro after my second week and program yourself thin. I know I found the solution for me. John, that's awesome. I always love hearing that because it's a real solution. You know, the pill is just a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. It, it really is. We know it's temporary. Shit. When the, when the, when these guys are telling you, cause they're, they're, oh, I don't want to get into it, but that's awesome. John, I love to hear that. I love that you cuss your ass off to you do it because you are the shock factor. Tony Robbins started doing it like crazy. Um, that was because you're a mass hole like me. I didn't know you were a mass, John. Oh, that's cool. Okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I, the, the, you know, listen, my dad was a, you know, owned a muffler shop. I grew up around you know, second generation, you know, Greek immigrants that all blue collar workers, you know, I don't know. And I don't know if that's why, because now I think back, they didn't swear a lot. I don't know. There's just a lot of swearing around me and that's kind of how it was. And I stopped it for a while, but you know, this shit is so serious. It's so serious. I mean, this is literally life and death and um, it, it's not a place. It, it, this isn't a, a place for decorum. <laughs> I mean, it's gloves off. Okay. You're in Seekonk. All right. Yeah. I'm green. I'm right out like outside of Greenfield. Um, Oh, okay. You know, you're in Texas. Oh, okay. I got, I, I, yeah, for some reason I thought that I, th I thought I knew you were in Texas for some reason, right from the early calls. Um, but yeah, it's like, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I can't be polite. I, I'm listen, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a doctor. Um, I'm, I'm a weight mastery coach. My, my background's hypnosis and linguistic programming and I'm a yoga instructor. Right? So, you know, then swearing too much, but, um, but you, this is so serious. You, you know what I mean? Like this is literally life and death. Um, weight loss, you know, it's neck and neck with smoking for the cause of preventable deaths in the country. Think about that death, early death. I, I, you know, I, you're not, 
again, what you have to understand is when it comes to the food right now, it's like the 50s when it comes to cigarettes. Like in the 1950s, people kind of had a sense that cigarettes weren't good for you, but they didn't realize to the extreme of how bad they were for you. And that's because the cigarette company sat on all the, the science. They, they were conditioning you with their bullshit marketing and advertising. And they got you to not think it was that bad. And that's where you're at with the food. You're putting this shit in your body and you do not realize how bad it is for you. You know, you're, you're overweight and you're thinking you want to look better, but you don't realize how bad it is for your body. Like how it's going to impact your lifespan, your quality of life. And I don't want to bum you all out, but it, it, this is like real stuff. And so it's not a place to be polite and quiet and tell you a bunch of facts. I mean, this is fucking scary. It, it's your literal life. My dad died when he was 54. My dad had a twin who lived to be in his 80s. He, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, again, I'm not, I'm not sitting here to say it was 100%, but it was a lot. He, he was a, a wicked overeater. The guy, all he cared about was eating. You know, he's the greatest guy on the planet too. My dad was the awesome guy. Hard worker, funny as shit, awesome person, but he loved food. And he had no ability to change his behaviors. Um, now it was, a, you know, it was an older time, so it's like, you know, you didn't think of it quite the same way. But even if he did, I don't know, he would have struggled. And that's why I see a lot of people struggling with their weight. And it's not just a looking better. See, the diet industry has conditioned us to think about weight loss superficially. You've seen millions of diet ads. Every fucking diet ad is a before and after picture. So you think about weight loss superficially. Your motivation is superficial because you just want to look better. Guess what? Wanting to look better is not enough motivation. You've wanted to look better for 30 years and you haven't lost any weight. It's not motivating enough. <clears throat> you don't give a shit. You'd like to look better, but you don't really care. Now, when it comes to wanting to live longer, you're probably more motivated about that. So that's what you should focus on. <clears throat> Plus, most of my clients I focus on, we're, we're, you know, we're north of 45. And so what you look like becomes less important in how you feel and are you able to move? Can you get up in the morning? Can you live longer? Can you get on the ground with your grandkids? Can you be there for your grandkids? This shit starts to become more important, you know? So it's like... Yeah, John said, my doctor told me he sees almost no fat 80-year-olds. It's so true, by the way. That's that's another piece, because I know, I didn't know any of this shit. I, I read a lot, and I, I, that's how I learned this stuff. But um, when you think lifespan stuff, you're thinking in a very general way. You know what I mean? You're thinking, like, oh, I'm a man, so my average lifespan is this. But if you dig into the numbers and you look at the weight aspects of that, it's fucking striking, <laughs> you know? I, I get, I'm blanking on some of these numbers. I don't want to give up wrong numbers, but... <clears throat> You, um, you know, the, the older you get when you're at your ideal weight, the, the way higher your chances go up is to get to the next decade, you know, if, if you're at your weight. So the weight has a huge impact on this, you know, and, it, you know, so, so it's real stuff is what I'm saying. Um, and I know you know that on some level, but you're processing it emotionally primarily as I want to look better. And you've gotten used to not looking as good as you want to look. It's, it's not motivating enough for you. You're probably, you're in a relationship, you looking a lot better isn't going to improve that dramatically. You feeling a lot better, you becoming a better version of yourself, you becoming more comfortable, you know, that's going to improve things a lot more. But how you look is, is about this much improvement. How you feel and who you become is that much of improvement. And you're never focusing on that piece. This is why you're not motivated enough to get the results you want. You know, you got impotent motivation. It's just not doing the job. And I don't know how you're going to argue with me. Just because you think I want to lose weight 24 hours a day for the last 20 years, you have to look at the results it's given you. And if you've been obsessed with it for this long and you haven't gotten the results, we've got to assume it's probably not motivating enough. <laughs> and it's not. So anyways. Do you believe obesity is a hormonal imbalance as opposed to a caloric imbalance? Um, well, 
I think I think it's a very complex thing. Again, people look at like weight as like as like a bank account, like debits and credits, but really it's like the stock market. There are just so many different factors. So I think that a lot of times hormonal imbalances lead to caloric imbalances. Okay. But then caloric imbalances lead to more hormonal imbalances. So it's this, it's this loop, you know, it's this, this loop where they keep influencing each other. And, and then there's the mindset piece of it as well. So, you know, obesity, I will say I'm not an expert on obesity because um, obesity becomes another level. Well, I should say like um, dealing with like morbid obesity, you know, is, is a higher level than I typically deal with. And that brings a lot more psychology with it. Um, but what I deal with more is people that are overweight into obese, you know, the first level of it, um, helping them get more back on track. But I think it's both. I think there's a cal caloric imbalance. It's always caloric, by the way. You could be obese. If you cut the calories down, you're going to lose weight. It is harder for an obese person to cut the calories down because of the hormonal stuff going on, you know? So again, we recognize these things and there's challenges, but there's, there's always stories of success, folks. You got to start following success, not failure. The diets are a story of failure. They got a 95% failure rate. So what you want to do is you want to find people that have gotten the results you're looking for. So if I was morbidly obese and I wanted to lose weight, I would find stories of morbidly obese that have people that have lost weight and kept it off for a couple of years. And I would go find out what they did. That's what I would do. Because there's always answers. One thing that changed my changed everything for me, how does this make my body feel? Yeah, I love that one. Um, at 50, my body starts falling apart. My motivation is to halt the downward spiral before it's too late. I get it, Erica. I get it. I'm in good shape and I'm turning 50 and my body's falling apart. So it's like, I tell you, I, 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 all I can think is that people, I know what happens is people just get, um, you, you habituate to your reality. Do you understand? Almost like, like the boiling frog story, you know? And it's like you, you felt so shitty for so long that you don't even know what it's like to feel good. And this is what I'm trying to tell you. It's not just the weight. Weight loss takes a while. Sorry. And so once you wrap your head around that, the, the fucking, the heavens open up for you because feeling better takes a second. This is what I'm trying to tell you. See, you're, you're motivating, all of your motivation for weight loss is about watching that scale go down. You getting smaller, weight, you know, size clothes going down, weight going down. But the weight loss just takes a while. And the weight loss in the short term is inconsistent and unpredictable. And so, okay, so you do all your crazy shit as long as the scale's going down. And what happens the first time the scale doesn't go down as much as you thought? You get discouraged and frustrated. You, you quit. So we got to make this about more than just the weight. Make it about feeling better. And the beauty of that is you could feel better in a second. You could feel better right now if you bring your attention inside your body and you relax your jaw, relax your neck and your shoulders. Relax your chest, relax your stomach. Take a deep breath in through your nose. And slowly let it out. And you instantly feel better. And then you know what you do? You go find some water somewhere if you don't have it next to you. And you take a sip of water. And you feel better. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, it's not rocket science to feel better instantly. Because what do people say? Oh, the hard part of losing weight is the instant gratification from the food. Well, yeah, we need instant gratification of pleasure that's not from food as well to counteract that. And there's a lot of ways to do that, you know? But I get it, Erica. That's a real motivation. So I'm glad you got a, a better motivation there than uh, what you had. Um, just went to doctors talking about getting on different meds. I hate taking medicine. I feel great just overweight. <laughs> uh. Um. 
Yeah, the medicines, right? The medicines. And again, I, I'm not here to put anyone down or make anyone feel bad. I want to be supportive. So it's like, I, I would agree though. It's like any medicines you can get off of, you're probably better off. You know, the more the more things you can deal with naturally um, or, or prevent, the better, obviously, right? I think we all could agree with that. Um, some medications, are, I'm, on, I'm on statins, you know? So it's like, I'm not sitting here like I got all the answers. Um, I got familial high cholesterol. I'm practically a vegan, you know? And so I made the choice that I think that's a smart move for me. You know, but so, so it's like, I'm not anti-medicine either, but I spent 10 years trying to get my cholesterol down naturally. I tried a lot of things and nothing was doing it, you know? So that was my choice I made, but, but we all make choices about what we're going to do, you know, it's not about making them feel bad, but it's making the choices that make us feel best about ourselves. I think is where we want to be. Um, Wait, where are we going to on bio? Yeah, go to my bio. You'll see there's a link there. If you go to my, my bio, I think you click my picture up on the top left click another button to get to my bio and then there's a link and if you click that you get the hypnosis session all the stuff i give you it's all free um hypnosis session a training i email you every day good stuff i got started eating healthy and clean i did very well second week more challenging advice yeah yeah because you probably start eating healthy and clean like 100 percent. you know you got to get comfortable living in the gray space right you're, you're very black and white with your weight loss all or nothing and that's just not going to work um because you can't just change all of your eating all at once your eating is one of the most subconscious things you do it's like saying, like, oh, from tomorrow tomorrow on, I'm going to start writing with my other hand. I mean, you could do it, but it's slow, it's tedious, it's painful, it takes longer, it's frustrating. You're not going to stick with it, you know? And and if you do stick with it, you're still going to revert back sometimes, you know, just kind of oh, out of habit. And so, again, there's nothing wrong. It's great that you're eating clean and healthy, but I bet you're thinking all or nothing. And as soon as you start getting a little less healthy and clean, things start getting real wobbly. And it's because you think in an all or nothing mindset. You know, and so we want to think an all or something mindset, you know, keep going with it. Um, it get it does get harder. Anything gets harder. Um, it gets harder no matter what, but then it also just gets harder if you're thinking all or nothing because you can't, you don't have that, that initial motivation and excitement. It starts to fade. And so you have to figure out how you're going to deal with your normal level of motivation and excitement um, with it. Can you talk about not having pleasure, joy in other areas of life and resorting to food for joy? And if avoided food would it basically no joy? <clears throat> yeah, that, well, I mean, that's a that, there's a great point you just made, and there there that just so you were asking the question about subconscious reasons I wouldn't want to lose weight. There's another one. Um, I, I could lose weight, but it's no fun. I'll never have fun anymore. Food's fun, and now there won't be food, and I'll be at my goal weight, but I won't have fun. Do you get that, folks? Like that that's really important because you think like losing weight's going to just fix everything in the world. It's not. And so subconsciously, what's happening is like, oh my god, well, I might lose weight, but it sucks because I, I can't eat any of the foods I like to eat. Which isn't true. You can eat whatever food you want. You got to eat them differently, you know. But um, yeah. So that's not true, anyways. And again, when we resort to food for joy, typically what it happens to me, what I notice is those people are probably the least joyful. You know, when you have a real issue with your weight or you're really unhappy with your weight and your health and worried about it, um, that food's not really as joyful as you think it is. You know, again, it is in that moment, but you got to zoom out and look at the full experience. Right? In business, we used to call this full-cost accounting. We can't just look at the enjoyment of eating the food. we got to zoom out and look at the long-term effects and consequences it has on you so that we can get a much more accurate perspective. Um, so what is the solution? The solution is to you have to reprogram your mind. Uh, you have to think differently. Um, Lori says, having always been overweight since kindergarten, I'm not sure why I'm not losing weight. I eat very clean most of the time. I think I'm having trouble believing I could be thin. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that, Lori, for sure. Um, that's a huge part of it. And, and But what happens, though, most likely, 
is that you have this belief. Most people, right, you got two mindsets. You got an overweight mindset and a diet mindset. And you may diet yourself down to a goal weight, but you still got the same problem. So again, what we're looking to do is create a thin and healthy mindset. And that is part of it. Now, you could think you were an overweight person or you could think I'm not a, um, you know, you, you could think uh, mentally, I'm struggling to think of myself as a thin person. That could be true. But that thought alone is not what's keeping you overweight. I want to make that crystal clear. Okay, what's happening is you're having that thought and it's probably causing you to eat more than you realize. Okay, so let me point into something. I don't know, Lori, I'm just going to throw this out there. But there's a thing called um, the licensing effect. And when I hear someone say, I eat very clean most of the time, what, what I think, and they're not losing any weight, a lot of times what I think is you're probably eating more than you realize. So the licensing effect is when we do something good, moral, virtuous, and then we follow it up by doing something less good, moral, and virtuous. Um, and it's just, it's a bias we all have. It shows up in exercising. You know, we go and exercise, and say, oh, now I can have the, those donuts or whatever. And so I'm eating really clean most of the time. Intermittent fasting, I see this a lot of people doing this. I'm not eating for 16 hours. Yeah, but the eight hours you are, you're overeating. You know what I mean? It always comes down to the calories. So pay attention to that, all right? And then bring that back and we'll talk about it. Um, yes, please do the wheel of why subconsciously don't want to lose weight. Yeah, that's a good idea, right? I know that, that I, I've been thinking that. Because people just don't think that way, you know? This is kind of the, how it is in reality, but I never had to figure out the real subconscious reason. Um, now, now listen though, please follow my page. We don't have to, um, we don't have to figure out the, the reason we're not losing weight. I just want to make that clear. Um, and that's a big problem most of you have. You're all overthinkers. You all have this super powerful computer for a brain um, and you're thinking all the time. Problem is you're thinking about problem-oriented questions. Things like, why can't I lose the weight? Why can't I stick to a plan? Why don't I want to lose weight? Why don't I do the right things? Why don't I? And you're trying to analyze it and figure it out because you think once you realize that's me, this big breakthrough is going to change everything. It's not. So, so you can spend some time trying to figure it out. That's fine. But the more energy you dedicate towards the solutions... How can I easily lose weight? How can I enjoy the process? How can I deal with um, people trying to sabotage me in a powerful way? You know, um, asking better questions leads you to much better um, results. Hypnosis, meditation, calm, peace, better than choices, changed my life. Yep, then better choices, yeah. So Jody gets it, right? So the first thing we did, again, most people, you know you're, you're eating and you're exercising is affecting your weight and you just focus on that. But all you're doing is trying to use willpower to force yourself to eat better and exercise. With Program Yourself Then we go a level deeper what creates the eating and the exercising you do it's your state what state you're in again you're in a shitty mood you could know you could be whatever plan you're on you're in a shitty mood fuck it i don't care i don't care that's what always happens to you that's why you get off the plan you have almost no ability to influence your state how you feel you're either in a good mood or a bad mood and it's not up to you right you have very little influence over your how you think how you feel and how you behave you've never learned it it's not your fault you shouldn't intuitively know this how would you know no idea. And so what, yeah, what Bailey's saying is there's a lot of ways to calm yourself down at the core, at the source. And when you're more calm and you're more relaxed, you're more at peace, you're more grounded, you tend to make much better choices. We got to activate the healthy you, folks. That's what we need to do. You're, you're living all of your life in your overweight, unhealthy self, and you're obsessed. You're, you're trapped in that mindset. What we need to do is give you a way to kind of free yourself of that. And occasionally, let's go over to the, the happy, healthy mindset. Who do you want to be? Who's the best version of you? How's that you think, feel, behave, eat? Cool. How can you make it easier? How can you make it more enjoyable? Cool. 
how can I make it even better? Do you know what I mean? Like you're not asking this stuff. And as soon as you do, it's, it's a, it's a literal shift instantly. You know, um, Nina says you talk so good. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. That's, that's a, that's a, I love that compliment, by the way. I, I literally, that's what I do. I'm a talker. Um, I'm a hypnotist, right? That, that's my core trade. I'm a hypnotist coach and I do NLP, which is, I use in my coaching. Um, but what I'm doing here is I am using conversational hypnosis. So I'm using my words as specifically as I can, you know, for very intentional reasons. I'm not just talking shit. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I appreciate that. That's one of my favorite comments. So thank you. What do you think about snake diet? Well, you know what? I'm always excited to find out a new diet. What's a snake diet? Let's see. Snake diet. The snake diet's a plan that adds a twist to popular fasting diets. It's extreme requirements, which include eating only for a couple hours a day and starting with two days without food have raised red flags. <laughs> well, yeah. So I'm glad you asked, right? So it's an extreme diet. I'm not really a big fan of extreme diets because I don't give a shit how fast you lose the weight. I'm all about long-term weight loss. And already that sounds like a diet that's not going to be lasting very long, right? It sounds kind of miserable. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, you have to, you have take accountability coach. Yes, you do. I'm not sure exactly what that's meaning, but then you wrote, wow, you have, you've been awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that, Amy. Um, oh, look at that. What's your name? Contact. This is, my name is Jim Katsoulis. Okay. Um, my program is program yourself then. And, um, that's the big program I, I do. So I do, I do private coaching a little bit. I kind of get out of it. Um, but private coaching is like, like 25 grand. So my program, program yourself then is the program to get into if you're really serious, by the way. Um, want to check out more about me. And so you can go to my bio, either on Instagram, any of them, and you can go click that link and get the hypnosis session. That's kind of a way to get into my world and see where I'm at. It's all free. Okay. Um, actually I call it my, my program myself then spark program. It's completely free. Um, I should probably call it that. I never know. Like if I say a oh, spark program, people don't know what that means. So I give you the hypnosis session, the training I email you every day, but, it, but it's, I call it the spark program, but regardless, it's completely free. And, um, but if you're, if you're looking to like, you know, invest at a higher level and work with me directly, um, program yourself, then is my coaching program. And, um, you can go to program yourself, then you can search Jim Katsoulis and those will come up. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you found me and follow me too, folks. I always find that crazy too. Sometimes like, cause if you, if you follow me, um, is that my, my stuff just pop up for you. You know, and I'm, I'm looking to keep everything, you know, motivating, encouraging, supportive for you, you know, but it's nice because, you know, in this world, where are you getting positive, encouraging commercials from, messages from, right? You're on your own. So it's nice to have like some external support kind of helping you out along the path, you know? Um, I lost two pounds the first week. How do I motivate myself to continue? Um, yeah, that's a great question. How do you motivate yourself to continue? Um, well, it's two things, right? You got to have bigger reasons why you want to accomplish this. We call this a propulsion system, a motivation propulsion machine. Um, but you need to have a bigger goal of what you're aiming at. The weight loss won't be enough. Okay. Um, there's got to be bigger reasons why you want to make this change other than just weight loss. And then the other side is you need to make it easy, right? So if you're just focusing on weight loss and you're doing extreme things, you probably won't get, you won't stick with it, won't get results you want. If you make this about more than weight loss, again, I always say take your weight loss, wrap it in personal development. If you make this about becoming the best version of you possible and you make the process of becoming the best version of you possible manageable and comfortable, that, that's how you'll continue. Um, I gained so much weight after my dad's death. Thank you so much for the supportive videos. Um, you're welcome, Shelby. I'm sorry to hear about your, your father. 
And that's hard. Now, I just want to speak to that real quick, too. Um, because, again, the diet, diet culture is always telling you it's, it's so binary. Like, no matter what, oh, your dad passed away, well, you should still eat perfect. It's fucking bullshit. Um, we're human beings, and we're going to have challenges in life. Weight loss and eating perfect is not always going to be your pr- main priority. I mean, you know this, don't you? <laughs> and it shouldn't be. What do you mean, some kind of asshole who, whose parent passes away and then all you give a shit about is calories? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you don't want to be that person and you're not going to be that person. And so we have all these things that go on in life that are these emotional punches in the gut. Physical, I broke my foot in the, the end of the summer and that threw me, that was a hard thing to deal with. So like we have these challenges in life and that becomes the primary thing. You know, it's not always about weight. It's about how do you feel? And sometimes letting go of the weight for a little bit, not, not completely, not just going wild with it, but letting that become second place and first place becomes, let me get myself... Let me recover. Let me grieve. Let me just recover, reorganize myself, regenerate and, and recover from um, all the bullshit I've been dealing with, right? Emotionally. Um, when we start to make that focus, I think that's, it's a healthier one. It makes you feel better and it helps you master your weight better anyways, ironically, you know? Because if we just go in, we say, oh, I don't give a shit about my weight. And now we just go into the food. That's not what I'm saying because that doesn't deal with the problem anyways, when you genuinely deal with the grief and, and the emotions you're experiencing, you, you work through them quicker. Then you get back to the weight being the main thing. And while you're working through the, the emotions, you don't completely... This is the, the strategy of the all or something mindset. We're not always 100% on the weight, though. You're never going to be. You're a human being living a life, you know? And I'm sorry to hear about your dad, but I'm glad, I'm glad that those videos are helping you out. Um, there's an Ayurvedic herb named Arjuna, natural statin, and can fix heart and replace allopathic. Um, yep. Um, see you. Thank you for now. See you later, Astrid. Um, you're the best motivator. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Um, what I mean by accountability coach is you got to bend the shit talk yourself through it. I'm on it. Um, bend the sugar, eat the good stuff and move. We all know that it's the action now. Yeah, it's the action now. Right. Exactly. I think that's so true. Um, it's not about knowing what to do. Like I always say this to, to people that like, you know, and I say this to you so you can get clear on what the, the issue is. Um, because if you think the issue is that you don't have the right diet plan, you're, you're a hundred miles off course and you're never going to get where you want to go. You, you got to stop with the diets. And I'm not saying like, I, I look at all the diets. I, I believe in intermittent fasting, keto, um, you know, all Weight Watchers tracking things to, to some degree. I think they all offer some good parts i think the problem is the diet industry they always got they always got to say like this is the only way to do it you got to do it this one way you know and i think that's what the big problems are you know i look at all the plans and i take what works and discard the rest but it's all in service of creating a one size fits one plan for me because that's all that matters and that's why i don't really i don't tell you what i eat and what i do because who gives a shit you're not me you don't like the foods i eat you don't my lifestyle you're not me you've got to figure out what works for you i just want to be told well then Forget what you get, you know? So I help people get it. We, and program yourself then. We got the Weight Mastery Blueprints, Mindset, Lifestyle, Eating Blueprints. Um, they're, they're skeleton structures of how to structure your mindset, lifestyle, and eating, but you fill it in with your answers. You know, you, you got to make this your own and you never learn this. You know, everyone, literally 100% of weight loss industry is people telling you what to do. They don't know you. Shit, even a nutritionist, to be honest, they could work with you and tell you what to do. And you're still not going to get much success because you don't know how to change your behaviors. And you don't know how to change your behaviors. You don't know how to change your thinking and your feeling. Once you know how to do that, it becomes a lot easier. You know, oops, keep inviting people over here. Um, what are some behaviors, activities that really replace the joy of eating? Um, 
I mean, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Please follow my page. I, I mean, I couldn't tell you. I don't know you. You know, for me, I like playing guitar. I like doing yoga. I like reading. I like hanging out and playing video games with my kid. Um, like going out with my wife. You know, it's like I don't know. So it's like I don't know what you like to do. You might start off with nothing. I say, shit, I don't. There's nothing I like to do. Well, what's something I've been interested in? You know what I mean? You just start small because you'd be amazed at like the littlest thing. Because I know what it's like. I was bored. I used to watch like eight hours of fucking TV a night. You know what I mean? I would, I would eat all day long. I would watch TV all night. My main, my life was wrapped up in like thinking about what I was going to watch for TV, what I was going to eat all day. And so it was like when I started actually adding like hobbies, I think are a huge part of weight mastery. But now it's like I'll play guitar. Um, I'll read, like I said, I'll do all the shit I just said. But then if I have more time, I've got more things I'd love to do. Like I'd love to draw more, you know, I'd probably take a painting class. I'd never done that, you know? So, th- so there's all these things that I know, like, this is such a huge part of the process. I don't talk about this enough, but this is the, like finding things in your life that are genuinely interesting and valuable to you, right? Things that you value, that you enjoy. That's that's what's important. Um, but yeah, you got to find them though. You know what I mean? John says the important skill of weight mastery is to get yourself back on track quickly. Yep, most important. Absolutely, absolutely. But think about that, folks, right? Because that really is the most important piece is the ability to get back on track quickly. Now, this flies in the face of diet mentality because diet, when you diet, it's all or nothing. And what happens is you're all, and then you make a mistake, and now you're nothing. And you don't get started again until months go by, usually. And so what we need to be able to do is make a mistake today and get back on track tomorrow. That's why programming yourself thin, the core the core of the entire program is the programming yourself thin technique. It's a two-minute, one, two-minute hypnosis technique you use on yourself at night because you've got to learn how to do this yourself, folks. I mean, I shit, I cannot, I cannot lead you any closer to this water. <laughs> but um, you've got to do it yourself. You've got to learn how to run your own brain. I just can't. Um, I, I, you know, it's like I always say that, that quote, right? That that you, you go give a person a fish, feed him for a day. Teach a person a fish, feed him for a lifetime. It's like that. I've been doing hypnosis professionally for twenty years. Been a been a hypnotherapist. And it's like, you know, I'll, I'll do this stuff with people and they'll leave and they're walking out on cloud nine and they come back feeling like shit. And I realize the world is a hypnotist, folks. You're a hypnotist, you know? And so you're constantly being conditioned and programmed. You're constantly programming and conditioning yourself and you don't even realize it. And so what I have found to be the only way I can consistently help people really master their weight is to teach them how to run their own mind. And so I work with you too. I mean, I, I again, when I coach with you, I, there, there's that piece of it. But even my other programs where I'm not, where there's not coaching, there's a lot of hypnosis because I create this, I think of like a weight mastery cocoon, you know? So you get a hypnosis session, a five minute hypnosis session in the morning every day, sent right to your phone. So you start your day, kind of, okay, I'm relaxed, calm, positive shit going in your head. Then you go and live your day, you use your technique at night. And then there's a sleep gnosis session, a 10 minute session. And now you kind of listen to it like, oh, okay. And this really does, help to create a mindset in you of a thin and healthy person. But ultimately you, you've got to learn how to run your own subconscious mind. That that's the most effective way I've seen for people to consistently genuinely change their weight. And without that, I just don't know how you would deal with the ups and downs and the, the challenges of life and, and changing your, your behavior, your thoughts and, and your lifestyle, you know? So anyways, but I teach all that stuff. So folks, if you, um, if you're not in my world, please again, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session, watch the training, um, read the emails I send you. It's all free. Those things are all free. Um, my program's obviously you know, there's an investment, but um, I, I'm here to help you. My, my my goal in life, my mission in life is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. 
Okay. So I'm here to help you for free. And um, as I said as well, I got even more solutions uh, on deck. So um, I do regular trainings and things like this that I send out to my email list. So, so I'm here to help you, even if you, if you can't do the, the coaching and stuff. Um, I genuinely want to help you out here. All right. So thank you so much, everyone. I got to get out of here. I gotta go eat lunch. It's been a little while. So I hope you all have a super day. Uh, thank you very much for your questions and we'll talk soon. Bye.